Welcome to Inside the Mind. I'm here today with Cameron Williams from the Charlotte Post. Welcome, Cameron, to the podcast. How's it going? It's going good, man. Let's uh, let's jump right into talk some uh, 49er basketball. Yeah, so some we got some big news as of I guess what yesterday, right? And yesterday by yesterday I mean Tuesday. Aaron Fern has been hired as Charlotte's 14th head coach. We we saw it coming. We hoped it was coming. What's your initial reaction to it? Uh, Mike Hill couldn't have done a better job. Um, he he pulled the trigger at the right time. Um, he he saw that the you know the program as a whole was trending in the right direction, and I think that you know there was no better time than when he decided to actually officially remove the interim tag from Coach Fern. Um, the, you know the players seem to like him. You know the the uh, the crowds are back in Halton Arena, first sellout, and you know multiple multiple years. Um, beat a ranked team inside Halton for the first time in a long time. So it's just, you know, the the whole the whole program is going back in the right direction. And I think uh, having having Coach Fern lead the way is going to be a positive thing. Yeah, really well said. Charlotte hasn't really seen success in the last couple of years. You know, not since the Bobby Lutz era. Ron Sanchez's first year, I thought this was interesting. Started eight and twenty one to start his first season. Aaron Fern, meanwhile, has the Niners sitting right now at 15 and 8, 9 and 2 in conference. Ron Sanchez finished 13th, which was last in the American Conference. Bobby Lutz finished uh, in his first season. He was actually 23 and 11, got to the second round of the NCAA tournament. I mean, just legendary stuff. But he was actually tied for third in the CUSA. So something very similar to what we're seeing with Fern right now. And I'd have to say, you made a good point about, you know, the sellout, the, the, the players came around and stuck with Fern. That's something that uh, Mike Hill said was that it's met, it said a lot that the players, despite coach Sanchez leaving in the middle of summer, st- all stayed. They had the opportunity to go in the transfer portal. I mean, minus Ali Khalifa and, and Bryce Williams, but that's another story. A majority of the team stayed and it stuck together. So mm-hmm. I think that says a lot. And especially the, the sellout of Halton, you won your last nine out of 10 games. Uh, got your first rank win since 2013. It's looking good for him. So really good stuff. Looking at the American Conference right now, Charlotte is currently third. USF is in the driver's seat. Tough game last week against USF. The Niners fell a little bit short. What what are what do you think they could have done better? How did you see the game last? Was it um, last Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tough last yeah, Tuesday or Thursday, whichever one. But you know that those games happen. It, it was unfortunate that you know you lead thirty plus minutes of that game, and then just towards the end, kind of you give up a double digit lead. And but yeah, I don't know what they could have done better per se. But I mean, they they had a little bit of a cold streak, and they you know they couldn't knock down some shots. But I mean, it wasn't like they weren't playing good defense. Um, South Florida just got hot and at the right time, and they kind of you know eventually took over that game, but. Um, yeah, they're in the driver's seat, but that you know, USF still has to come to Charlotte. They've got you know a couple more tough opponents on their schedule, so um, the one seed's still up for grabs. Um, Charlotte's sitting right there in that two spot, um, tied with Florida Atlantic, even though they have the uh, the head to head. So Charlotte would actually get the two seed if uh, in the conference tournament if the season ended today. Um, I, I still think it's anyone's conference. Um, you know, Memphis isn't playing the best right now, but. Um, if they can get things turned around, they're one of the most athletic teams, not just in the American Conference, but the country. So um, one of the premier conferences and uh, 
for Charlotte to, in their first year, be in the top three, I think it says um, a lot about what Coach Fern has done for this program. Absolutely, to be contenders in this conference where there's a lot of parity. Looking at Charlotte's record, I think one thing that they have one up on all the other teams they're competing it with is that they kind of have an easier schedule to finish out the season. The really only tough opponents that they have or or matchups against contenders is that at Memphis game, and then that rematch at home against South Florida. The rest are UTSA, Wichita State, Tulsa, East Carolina, Rice that are sitting kind of at that bottom level of the conference. Do you think that's going to play a lot into them going into the American tournament? Um, I think it definitely can. Um, obviously, in basketball, you don't want to overlook an opponent, but you know they need to handle business against the teams like Wichita State, like you mentioned. And and then when they do have to go on the road to Memphis, and when USF comes back to Halton Arena, they need to really you know focus on those games and uh, and you know watch the film of what what went wrong in the first USF game and watch you know opponents' films and stuff that I'm sure they're already doing. But um. What are ways that they can attack Memphis, even though they may not be as athletic and things of that nature? Um, yeah, I really like Charlotte's chances heading into the American tournament. Um, they've proven they can um, come back from major deficits, and they've also proven that they can, you know, hold on to leads. Although uh, recency bias, you know, shows that USF game, but nonetheless, I think um, Charlotte and Florida Atlantic would be my my two picks right now to come out of the uh, the American tournament. I, that's that's a, that's an interesting pick. Uh, Joe Lenardi has been favoring uh, ESPN's Joe Lenardi has been favoring FAU a lot in his polls. So it's really interesting to see that take. A lot of people think this could be a two bid conference. Last year it was only a one bid conference. Only FAU got to go to the tournament. Well, that was with the conference. Well, Memphis USA. was there too. Yeah, Memphis was there too. So they were part of the yeah. American. But but theoretically, I guess there were two separate conferences. This year we're hoping there's another spot, right? Because it seemed kind of yeah. unfair. You had. Uh, North Texas and UAB go to the NIT and do well. I guess Charlotte won the CBI if that counts for anything. And then uh, FAU made it to the final four. So it, it, it was evident that they should have gotten more uh, uh, spots in the, in the tournament. But, but again, circling back to that South Florida game, one thing that Charlotte has done well, and I'm really curious to see kind of what your take on it is. Charlotte really has done a great job with with defense and holding their opponents uh, to to low scores. We've seen that against North Texas, uh, especially in those comeback games against UAB and Rice. They really held UAB and Rice in the second half to to a low amount of points. Meanwhile, almost doubling their their offensive production. And that's one thing they kind of failed to do against USF. They were having success with Deshaun Jackson, but not converting that they were allowing too many points and, and not scoring, having that offensive production. So didn't work out that time. But one thing I really found interesting is Charlotte's, I think is 23 or 24th in the nation in a, in opponents points per game, which is really kind of a, a crazy statistic. We saw that defense under coach Ron Sanchez. And it makes me think if Fern was a huge influence and if, if he actually, if his kind of more up-tempo offense has really contributed to that too, do you think that's going to be a big factor in closing out with these games and, and to moving into the NCAA tournament? I think um, the, their offense and their defense plays off each other a lot. Um, you know, you kind of said it already, but, you know, that, that up-tempo offense, you know, it allows for, um, you know, them to just get out moving in transition. and But it also helps set up their defense and a defense that, 
you know, Ron Sanchez helped, you know, implement, but I think, I think Fern has just ran it in such a way that, I mean, they both play pack line, but I just think Fern's running it in such a way that it's, it's more efficient. And I mean, clearly being, you know, top 25 in the country, it's, it's proven that it's working. Um, so, you know, going into a conference tournament here in, you know, a few short weeks where, you know, you're going to have to play on back-to-back days. And um, that's why getting, you know, one of the top seeds is so crucial. So you don't have to you know, play on those early days. But I just think it's going to be um, interesting to see how this team adjusts to playing on, you know, continuing the, their high level of defensive efficiency, you know, playing back-to-back and possibly even back days. Yeah, so looking at the American Conference Tournament, I just want to hope everybody can see it uh, in video. But this is actually the American – I don't know why – hoopshd.com shout out to them decided to spell thursday wrong but this is what it will look like <laughs> so there's four four seeds that get a double buy and there's the fifth and sixth seed actually get a single buy so looking looking at this tournament charlotte right now is is set to be in that third spot so they'll play the sixth team but there's still a lot of basketball to play so charlotte could drop out fall to a fifth sixth, maybe even a seventh or eighth seed if they've upsettingly lose a lot of their their final games which we hopefully they won't but looking at this tournament it was really advantageous last year florida atlantic was in that number one seed and pretty much cruised all the way to the cusa spot this year it's going to be a little bit tougher but what 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 do you what do you look at looking at this this uh, american tournament chart other than thursday being spelled wrong and the big hoop hd little graphic camera what do you what do you see and and what do you think the path of least resistance for the niners is who would you like to see them match up against in the tournament because we know charlotte's really not good at away or neutral site games they've been really strong at halton but kind of struggled this year one and two at neutral site games what 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 is that going to look like in fort worth just looking at the bracket as a whole i'm man i kind of like the two spot as it stands looking because you play the seven ten winner um which I mean, right now I, I don't have the American standings in front of me, but I'm just thinking, even if you get the seven and ten game and you win that matchup, you're likely they're going to be playing the three or six or you know even the eleven possibly. I don't I don't foresee the the worst team in the American making it to the quarterfinals. Or the, but, yeah, the fourteen yeah, March Madness. All the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's March Madness. You never know, but I mean, almost the one might be. Other than the fact you're playing early in the day, you know you have the the two early games on Saturday or on Friday and Saturday. I I still think that that two line looks uh, not not too shabby. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you can play teams what like Rice pick up pick up maybe a win against. Uh, I you definitely don't want to match up against Memphis, right? If if they're coming in that, I guess they're coming up in that sixth seed, so they'll have a t- a tough game against what uh, whoever's at that three seed, FAU or or SMU yeah. or whatever. I, I definitely think that it would be that that's a good spot to be in. That eight and nine seed looks really really deceiving, especially that that number four seed doesn't look that much fun either. So really interesting stuff to consider. Uh, we're ways away from the the American Conference tournament in March Madness. Still got almost a few weeks left, but it, it's it's interesting to think about. There's so many things that could happen in the remaining games. There's seven of them left. So, but anything could happen. So, I just I just wanted to transition uh, to to rounding out the end of the season. I know we kind of touched on it, but what games do you think are most important for Charlotte's resume? What games do you think have hurt Charlotte in their schedule so far that that aren't good for Charlotte's NCAA tournament resume? 
what what is that landscape looking like? What what do they need to do to win over the voters? And do you think that the clinching the American spot is a must? Um, <laughs> this is this has been a question that's kind of come about really ever since uh, Charlotte started winning maybe four or five games on that win streak. Uh, there's three games that you know glaringly hurt the resume. That's Davidson, the Stetson loss, and um, and, and Liberty kind of hurt as well. But um, they, you know they've had some quality wins. I mean, you look at FAU that that's a quality win. Um, they they could pick up a quality win at home against USF, um, and you know that loss at USF wasn't necessarily a bad loss. Um, so I, I think it'll be it'll be tough for Charlotte to get in on a um on a at large but i think it is it is possible and if they clinch you know a top 2 seed in the um american tournament and make a championship run they might not necessarily have to win the conference tournament but and, you know obviously everyone's goal is to win the conference tournament so you don't have to sweat come selection sunday most definitely i i think at least when I'm looking at Charlotte's resume, the, the Stetson loss is quite interesting because I think it tells a tale of two things, right? Charlotte could beat Stetson really comfortably at home, but on the road, they got absolutely picked apart by Stetson's uh, th- three-point abilities. And I think that's just kind of like the tail of the tape for Charlotte this season is they have shown that they've been good on the road more than past seasons, but still they really need to, to win over the voters in that regard. And I think that Memphis game is, is make or break for, for their NCAA hopes. I mean, obviously if they win the American conference, I think it's all said and done. Uh, They're obviously getting in, but it's really going into the American conference tournament and, and also the NCAA tournament, your seed is going to really matter coming from that Memphis game because if Charlotte can go in there and edge out Memphis or, or really embarrass Memphis, I think it's going to tell a lot about this team and how far they've come since the beginning of the season. I think a lot of fans now that we, after we've seen that win streak, right, we've kind of seen, oh, well, like Fern didn't really start off really well, but as he, as he got going, the teams can get been getting progressively better and they're, they're scrappy. They've been on the road. You see them dive for those rebounds. They, they play that tough, really physical defense that again is, is nationally recognized. Right. So I think that Memphis game is, is pivotal. Uh, the USF game is obviously important for for reasons, but but uh, I think Charlotte's ad, uh, ad, uh, advantage at home has been so good for them all season. And I think I'm really concerned about that Memphis game. Can they pull that out? Can they be road warriors? Yeah, I definitely think they can. Um, it is one thing when I uh, when I talked to Mike Hill earlier in the week um, when Fern, you know, officially got uh, his his contract. Yeah, he said that Fern told him it would take a large part of the non-conference and maybe even into conference play to get the team playing to where they needed to be. And I mean, his timetable was pretty spot on. I mean, they you know, they struggled towards the end of the non-conference, but then started getting things clicking. And um, and even Lakai Patterson told me he's like just the the chemistry is, is finally where it needs to be. And so I think um, you know, Charlotte's as good as anyone in the American. I do think they can win it and uh, reach their first NCAA tournament since what? Oh, five. Lord, that puts me in kindergarten. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I'm looking at that stretch of games now and Memphis at Memphis at Tulsa, which if you remember the Tulsa game was pretty, pretty tight. Charlotte won that one, but physical at the end, every time Charlotte matches up with Tulsa and, and the past recent years, it's kind of been pretty physical and not, not ended favorably for either teams. Um, 
And then, then going to that South Florida game, that rematch. So it's like a, a stretch of those three games where it's really, really, really pivotal and, and will not be easy. And they have these, I guess, warm up games against UTSA and Wichita State at home. But again, we know Charlotte, they and know this conference, right? This, this There's nobody you can overlook, especially coming from that Temple game where it was way closer than it needed to be. And that last three point shot could have been called a foul and, and it wouldn't have been wrong. So looking at that schedule it's going to be really those three games in my opinion are going to be the 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 toughest ones to scrape out but just transitioning to that what what players do you think that that they need to lean on we've seen takeover kai we've seen igor milicic we've seen deshaun actually won aac honor roll this week what 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 do they need to do who do who do you need to see production from and and who needs i know fern said they need to see contribution from some of the role players what what's your take on it, and who do you think really needs to step up in these last few games? I mean, you said it perfectly. Um, the, you know, the two that I look at as as leaders, and um, you know, the ones that are going to be producing the most are going to be Lakai and Igor. Um, but when you talk about role players, you know, I, I want to constantly see more out of Zay Folks, um, even even Nick Graves, and you know, starting to go down the bench. Um, it'd be nice to you know see some some spurts from guys like Dean Reber and Robert Braswell more consistently. Um, those are guys who can who can stretch the floor, um, who can also create their own in the paint. Um, and I, I think having shooters like that who can come in and you know draw some attention away from your drivers like Lakai, you know, I think that's going to be big moving uh, moving down the final couple weeks of the season. Yeah, I think you said it best my the the person i really want to see the most production out of the main one is deshaun jackson is he is just so pivotal to that post game charlotte has done so well this season when he's playing well and when games where he's not doing too great it's it's really kind of a struggle and when he fouls out early it's a it's a huge issue same with lakai patterson in that usf game he fouled out and and then the niners really needed him in that clutch moment the, the the players and I think you said it best is the three players that I really want to see a lot of production out of that I really think the team, you know, looks to for for a intermittent three or a jumper that that they really need to take the pressure off the, off the starters is is Dean Reber, Jackson Threadgill, and Robert Braswell. Mm-hmm. I mean, those three guys. And I saw it in ECU at the ECU game in person, Robert Braswell's ability, Dean Reber's ability just to, to make a three. I think it was actually Dean Reber in the USF game, if I'm not mistaken, that that made some pretty crucial plays. He had a series where he like got a layup and then a defensive stop and another layup. And I think that was really huge for the starters to not have to to stress about carrying the load all themselves. Those guys have have come up this season, but I really, I really want to see those three do well. Jackson Threadgill had six points last game. He's he's been having a few point droughts. And I think if they really got him going and if he got more confident with his shot, it's going to be really scary if you got we've seen it before. If you have Jackson Threadgill going and then you have Igor going, Lakai going, Deshaun going, and then and the whole team's going. It's just, it's just terrifying. So for the other team. So so yeah, any any closing remarks or anything you have to say about the team about this matchup tomorrow? Matchup tomorrow is against UTSA at home, 7 p.m. ESPN Plus Thursday, day after Valentine's Day. The tickets are cheap. People yeah. don't think UTSA is that good, but they've been shooting well from three. They've been doing pretty good and, and scaring some opponents. What do you think the Niners need to do to pull this one out? Just don't overlook them. Um don't don't look too far ahead. Don't don't be don't have that Memphis game in the back of your mind. Um, focus on the games ahead of you, and uh, just just handle business. I mean, you're you're back at home. 
um, where, you know, where you've had a lot of success this year. Um, and you know, fans, fans show out. Yeah. It's right after Valentine's day. You probably spent way too much on your significant other and whatever meals or may not, uh, you may have done, but just, uh, come out, show your support. And, um, yeah, I think, I think the Niners can get these, these two this week, uh, pretty easily if they just stay focused. Yeah, that Thursday game against UTSA and then Wichita State on Sunday. Wichita State scared FAU a little bit last week. They look like a pretty scary team. I've seen them play a little bit. They're nothing to take lightly. Before we go, Cam, do you want to plug your socials? Any any Charlotte Post articles you want us to know about? I'll I'll put it in the links below. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I had just recently uh wrote a story about um Coach Fern obviously having the interim tag removed. Talk a little bit about his contract details. Um, there's a lot of insight from Mike Hill in there. Um, follow me at Cam Will Sports on X. That's where I, you know, post a lot of my um, work content. Awesome. And so another announcement: Charlotte announced that their Charlotte football announced their spring game will be happening April 20th at 7 p.m. at Jerry's Place. So Cameron and I will both be there covering it in our for our podcast. He'll be doing it for the Charlotte Post. So we'll be out there. So I'm looking forward to see you there, Cameron. And I'm. Yes, sir. Excited to see all the all the fans and supporters of Charlotte out there. Football's back, <laughs> even though it just right. ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A new season, new team. Looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for hopping on the podcast today, and, and go Niners! Hope they hope they clutch up the rest of the season. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Inside the Mind. Hit that follow button to stay updated on all things Niner Nation. You can find me on X at InsideTheMind49 and on Instagram at Drew underscore Fitzgerald. As always, picks up and roll Niners.